Hey guys, welcome back to the Clutch Street Podcast. Uh, today, the regular season for the fantasy football season is finally over, and uh, playoffs are around the corner. So, we're gonna give you week 13 slash 14 updates, let you know who's in the playoffs, who's out, and some some drama around the around the league. And uh, let's get into that. But first. Uh, a few things I want to talk to you guys about. Uh, one thing is, uh, hopefully, we're going to be getting an upgraded uh, setup soon. Maybe we'll get a mic, you know, computer. Maybe it'll just be higher quality for you, easier for me. It'll just be a better experience for all of us. The second thing is, uh, yesterday I tested positive for COVID-19. Now I'm I'm feeling fine. It's just like a regular flu, but you know it. Uh, I I, th- I think the I'm not gonna get too political here, but I, I really do think it's just another flu. But you know, just to hear that you have COVID after all that the media has said about it and all the number you see every day, kind of you know, just gets you thinking, like. Like it, like when I when I heard the news, I was like, I I was kind of scared. I'm not gonna lie. And the more I thought about it, the more I thought about the survival rate and how people like me, young athletic people, have the are the least likely to have something bad happen with it. And uh, right now, it's just a headache, some chills, some body aches. You know, some of the less severe stuff. Uh, they told me that I should be losing my taste and smell any day now. So, I mean, that'll be interesting to experience. Not that I'm excited for it, but it'll be interesting. And uh, let's let's get off of that boat. Let's get into a better subject here. So, uh, if you guys didn't know, I secured the first seed for the playoffs for my league. And I was playing the guy who was really fighting for his fighting for his life this week. Now this is the team with Kyler Murray, Devonta Adams, picked up Jeff, Justin Jefferson off of waivers, Christian McCaffrey, Chris Godwin, Gronk. So the Ravens defense even. So I looked at that and I thought to myself. This is the guy I do not want to face in the playoffs. And me being the first seed, I would be playing this guy in the first matchup. So naturally, I didn't think about that before. So I started Miles Gaskin over Nick Chubb. Just to, you know, try and boast a little bit. I also sat Jonathan Taylor, which kind of hurt. And, but uh, I'll, I'll, I'll take you through the scores through the days. So... Sunday, I think I had everyone play. I'm just looking through some some stuff. I think everyone played Monday from my side. Yeah, okay. So, uh, my running backs were Gaskin and Derrick Henry. Uh, I would not be in this situation if Derrick Henry could actually do something against the Browns, but... The Browns are a good football team. I do seriously think that they have a chance for the Super Bowl this year. I, li- I like them. 
You know, I think their weak spot is their quarterback, but that's something they can address down the road. Their running game is going to get them there because teams, teams like throwing the ball. I bet you Baker loves throwing the ball. He doesn't love handing it off 30 times a game. But I also bet that he feels a lot better winning than throwing three picks a game. So, I, I think he's completely fine with running the ball as much as they have with Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. Which is why I honestly think the absurd projections that Nick Chubb gets every week is kind of off. Last week he was projected 14 against a great Tennessee, against a great matchup for him. So I, I, I don't get that, but... Oh well, so Miles Gaskin, I started him because I, I heard, I, I saw it was a great matchup against Cincinnati. You know, Tua was coming off of an injury slash benching. So, you know, I figured he'd get some opportunities. You know, he did good. He's more of a... He's, he doesn't have that big play potential, but he's that volume guy. He's that guy that, you know, is a workhorse. And if you need that floor, that safe floor, he's got that safe floor. And then Derrick Henry, you know, six points. Not that great. Not that great whatsoever. Uh, Calvin Ridley, five catches, 108 yards. Amazing day, you know. I would have liked to see him see the touchdown. Um, yeah, see the end zone once, but you can't complain about 15 points without a touchdown. Uh, another one that let me down. Keenan Allen. I kind of knew he wasn't going to get his projection, but it was either that or it was Debo Samuel, and I kind of trusted Keenan Allen, you know, being a top five fantasy wide receiver right now over a guy coming off another injury. But what have, what what happened to the Chargers on Sunday? I, I honestly saw it coming. I, I didn't see a 45-0 blowout. But I, I I did I did see Belichick exposing a rookie quarterback. I did against a bad coach. I, I did see that happening. I thought Eckler was gonna have an okay day. He didn't really have that great of a day because zero points. I mean it would have been zero if Michael Badgley didn't miss two kicks. But either way, Kelsey amazing day if it wasn't for Darren Waller going absolutely off would have been tight end one and it was solid tight end one numbers but Darren Waller decided to have 45 points this week and most of those came from the first half I'm pretty sure and then James Robinson solid 22 point outing and then you know with Keenan Allen and the uh, Chargers doing nothing Patriots put up 28 points off of a punt return by Gunnar Ochevsky and a pick six, if I'm not mistaken. Boy, no, 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 it wasn't a pick six. There was two interceptions, and then there was a blocked field goal and ran back by Devin McCourty. That was... A, I saw... I, I watched the highlights, and I was drooling. That was, like... I, wa- I wished I could have watched that game live. I really do. Because I would have been watering, like, my mouth would have been watering the entire time just seeing the Patriots play like that again. And then Daniel Carlson getting his eight points. I I did smartly bench Justin Herbert this week. I don't know. 
I was going to start him, but luckily I didn't. Only four points. Like I said, I benched Jonathan Taylor. This was his good outing. Uh, people are saying that he's, he's, he's a good start for the playoffs. If you have to start him, then start him. But luckily, I'm in a position where he's like my running back four. So... And heck, Miles Gaskin is my running back five. So, anyways, uh, you know, sat Nick Chubb, missed out on 17, but it is what it is. Also sat Naheem Hines. Um, yeah, and then I picked up George Kittle after he got hurt. Maybe, I'm thinking maybe, you know, he can come back for those last two weeks if they feel like they can make the playoffs. And he'll have to be a big part of that. So that'll be the week where I can say, hmm, can I, do I start Nick Chubb or do I start George Kittle? <laughs> that'll be like the biggest, like I managed to do that. Do I start Nick Chubb or do I start George Kittle as my flex? George Kittle as a flex. Come on now. That's pretty good. And then I, I picked up the Rams defense a few weeks ago when the Patriots were playing Arizona and the Rams were playing the Jets. I didn't know they had that good defense. They're ranked third right now. They put up 13 points against Arizona, which was solid. And then Debo had his 13.6. So on the other side, uh, we'll go through the Sunday games. Kyler Murray, 16 points. Not that good of an outing. I mean, the Rams had... Not the Rams. The Cardinals had a good offensive showing, 28 points. But to be a playoff caliber team, they need that defense to keep building. They need to keep building their defense. Uh, Devontae Devontae Booker. Excuse me. Against the Jets, you thought you would have had an amazing day. Josh Jacobs was out. But only six points, so that's this is that's where you really let him down. And uh, skipping over is under the running back because we're going over Sunday games. Uh, Devontae Adams and Justin Jefferson combined 60 points, 60 plus 30, 34.1 and 27.3. And then he also had to start Mike Gesecki, who got 24. And then Brandon Cooks, who had 11 before he came out. And and then Harrison Bucker, who had 17. Very nice day from him. He sat Marvin Jones, which I bet he's very much regretting now. Because I would have given him 16 points, which would have beat me by a single point. By one, by like half of a point. Then I can also play the game where, dang, I wish I would have started Jonathan Taylor over Derrick Henry. Or, dang, I wish I really would have started Nick Chubb over Miles Gaskin, which I would have done. So, either way, it was a close week. I really thought I lost on Sunday. Then, Monday came around. Uh, I think the games from Monday were Bills 49ers and football team Steelers. So we only had one. Oh, he had one. He had Benny Snell Jr. Now, if you know about the game script for the Steelers 
on Monday. Benny Snell was not a part of that game plan. Not at all. He had like eight carries for like five yards or something. It was horrible. It was absolutely horrendous. Uh, let me look at this. Eight carries for five yards. Two receptions for five yards. That's what really helped him. Was those two receptions for five yards. And this is PPR, so he had three. Non-PPR, he had one. One point for a starting running back. Who had eight carries. And two receptions. That's bad. That's really, really bad. Uh, so, you know, after that happened... And let me just talk about that game for a second. That Steelers football team. People don't realize that the NFC East actually has two decent teams now. They have the Giants and the former Redskins, the football team. I never thought I would say that those two would actually be like... Like, the Giants behind Colt McCoy and the football team behind Alex Smith actually looked like playoff teams. If they didn't start out the season the way they did, they could legitimately be searching for a playoff spot right now. That might be a hot take. I really I really think that people are undervaluing the football team, the Giants, and the Browns. All because of their past five years. People don't... Even the Dolphins. The Dolphins are playing like a top 10 team right now. Cleveland's like top 6 in some power rankings. The football team and the Giants have to be top 15, top 20. But I think that they are way better than that. Their records do not show their talent. The football team's defense was able to go in there. And yes, Big Ben doesn't throw a lot of deep routes. He throws a lot of checkdowns for 53 pass attempts. But still, to go in there and stop an undefeated team... And... Yes, there was some controversy in the game, but overall, they played an amazing game. Absolutely amazing game. And, you know, I I think whoever comes out of that division, as long as it's not the Cowboys or the Eagles, they will be able to put up a fight. They will definitely put up a fight. So going into Tuesday, I was down by nine. I started Lamar Jackson. He started the Ravens defense. Now, if you watched that game early on, you could tell that Lamar Jackson was going to have a good day fantasy-wise. He had 25.6 points. You would have thought also that the Ravens would have had a good day. You know, they had an interception. Uh, you know, it was Cowboys offense. But they only had three points. They only got that one takeaway, and they gave up 17 points and about three missed field goals. Which, Greg Zerline, I don't know what happened to him. But Lamar Jackson, let's just take a look at Lamar Jackson's uh, stat line from yesterday. Uh, completed 70% of his yards. I mean, passes. 12 for 17, so 107. Two touchdowns, one interception off of a bobble that fell right into a defensive player's hands. No fumbles. And 13 carries for 94 yards and a touchdown. That's where he got his value from. 
you did not draft Lamar Jackson to be a quarterback. His highest pass, his highest pass attempts this season is 37. And that was when he was injured against Cincinnati. So he couldn't run. So they didn't have that. So they had to throw the ball. He only had two carries for three yards. But you drafted Lamar Jackson to be a running back that you could play as your quarterback and would get some quarterback points. Like week one, week one Cleveland. 20 for 25, 275 yards, and three touchdowns. Now, of course, he did add seven carries for 45 yards, but Dallas is only, like, quarterback week. Other than that, he usually either fumbles or throws an interception. There's only one, two, three, three weeks where you can say he doesn't have one of those. So, I mean, he's definitely a back-end QB1, but still. They're saying he's 17. Oh. Yeah, you did not draft him to be QB17, but when he's healthy, he plays fine. So, we won. And I'll give give you the uh, rest of the matchups right now. Week 1, it's me versus... Team Lucas and I will give you that team. I'll actually give you that team versus my team, and I think we can all kind of decide who we who we think is going to win if you're thinking about it. I will tell you, his QB is Patrick Mahomes, which is why he's gotten carried this far. But let me let me. Uh, Let me, uh, I'm just going through the, uh, everything. I'm going to read you the advantages. So right now, the way that I have my lineup set up right now, Patrick Mahomes versus Justin Herbert. Patrick Mahomes is going against Miami. Justin Herbert's going against Atlanta. So, obviously, (coughs) sorry, the advantage goes to Patrick Mahomes. James Robinson versus Clyde Edwards-Hilaire against Miami. And he's questionable. Versus James Robinson against Tennessee. James Robinson has seven points higher projection. So, obviously, advantage goes James Robinson. Derrick Henry versus Damian Harris. Damian Harris is playing the Rams. He's projected 8.8. Derrick Henry is going against Jacksonville. He's projected 20.9. Obviously, advantage Derrick Henry. Calvin Ridley versus Cooper Cup. Calvin Ridley is going against the Chargers, while Cooper Cup is going against New England. That's Stephon Gilmore and J.C. Jackson. Cooper Cup is projected 15, and Calvin Ridley is projected 15.3. So it's close, but advantage Calvin Ridley. Keenan Allen versus Robert Woods. Keenan Allen is going against Atlanta, who is a horrendous pass defense, 
versus Robert Woods, who's going up against Stephon Gilmore and J.C. Jackson. Robert Woods is projected 16, and Keenan Allen is projected 18.9. So obviously, advantage, Keenan Allen. Travis Kelsey versus Robert Tonian. We don't need to talk about this. Advantage, Travis Kelsey. Nick Chubb versus Jacoby Myers. Jacoby Myers is playing the Rams, and he will be matched up against Jalen Ramsey at some points. Nick Chubb is playing Baltimore. I might sub him out, but Nick Chubb. Advantage, Nick Chubb. The Rams defense, who is playing New England, is projected 7 points. The Colts defense, who is playing Las Vegas, it, that could go either way, I'll be honest. And then Jason Sanders and Daniel Carson could go either way. They gave me the advantage in both of those. And the line for this week is Lucas plus 34.1. Now, I think what that means is that if you bet, if, if this were to be a bet and you were to bet on Lucas, he can lose by 33 and you would, and you would win that bet. If he were to lose by 34, you would win that bet. Because he didn't lose by 34.1. I don't understand betting, but that's how I take that as. Oh, and by the way, uh, yeah, so I think I have an easy win this matchup. Nothing against Lucas. I mean, there's a reason that he's in the playoffs. But I think it was just very timely weeks. And if we go to the scoring, uh, looking at this line, there was one, one, two, two weeks where he beat me in scoring. Now we played one week and uh, Either way, his average is like, if we go to standings, we can look at this. Uh, my average, if you look at points four, I'm first by almost 250. He's in one, two, three, four, five, six, seventh, 500 below me. Point against. I'm near the middle of the pack, and he's above me, so I don't know how he's 8-5, and five, but however that works. Uh, let's go here to the playoff bracket, that's what I was looking for. Uh, the other matchup is Chris Putz versus... Team Lau, the team that was inactive, uh, they recently made some moves, and now they are the second or third seed, and they're projected to win. Uh, team Lau has Taysom Hill, Kenyon Drake, Wayne Gallman, Tyler Boyd, DK Metcalf, Austin Hooper, DJ Chark, the Chiefs defense, and Tyler Bass, with DJ Moore, Allen Robinson. And DeAndre Swift on their bench as their notable bench players. On the other hand, 
Chris Putz on his team has Tom Brady, Alvin Kamara, Todd Gurley, DeAndre Hopkins, Tyler Lockett, Darren Waller, Devontae Parker, the Steelers defense, and Young Wei Koo. And on their bench, Deontay Johnson, J.K. Dobbins, Darius Slayton, Mike Williams. So, right now it looks like, if you would look at this, you would say, Lau has the better bench, but he has two quarterbacks on his bench, and Putz has none. And going into the season, you would say, wow. I was scared of Putz's team going into the season, but now Todd Gurley has been hurt. He's been in and out. Tyler Lockett's super inconsistent. Same with Darren Waller. I know he's tight end too right now, but you can't trust that week in, week out. Devontae Parker has his weeks. The Steelers' defense and Young Waiku, they're just goaded. I actually want to revisit something. I just found this draft recap. Oh, it says that it's broken. Are you joking? Come on. Come on. There we go. Okay. So, this is something I want to visit with you guys just for a little bit. Uh, round one, first pick was obviously Christian McCaffrey, second pick was Saquon. Third pick was Ezekiel Elliott. Fourth, Derrick Henry. Fifth, Dalvin Cook. Michael Thomas, Alvin Kamara, Miles Sanders, Nick Chubb, and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire to round out round one. Round two, Kenyon Drake, Aaron Jones, Josh Jacobs, DeAndre Hopkins, Lamar Jackson, Joe Mixon, Julio, Austin Eckler to yours truly, Tyreek Hill, and Chris Godwin. Round three was Devontae Adams. And then here, I was either going to go with Patrick Mahomes or Travis Kelsey. Lucas picked Patrick Mahomes, so I went Travis Kelsey. George Kittle went fourth. Mike Evans, DeAndre Swift, Dak Prescott, Kenny Galladay, David Johnson, DJ Moore. Drawn out round three. So, through the first three rounds, there was one, two, three... Four, five. There's five players in the first round that missed considerable time. One, two, three. Three of those players, whether or not they had injuries or not, have seen their projected or what you thought they were going to be. Just take a dive. So that leaves Derrick Henry and Alvin Kamara as, like, Two guys who have actually remained healthy. Dalvin Cook missed two weeks. We'll throw him in there too. So there's three. If you made one of those three picks, you're probably in a good spot right now. Now, Alvin Kamara with Taysom Hill has seen a somewhat of a dip with his points or with his ceiling, we should, I'll say. Uh, but other than that, those three guys have been outstanding. Round two, Kenyon Drake, Josh Jacobs, Lamar Jackson, Joe Mixon, Julio, Chris Godwin, and Austin Eckler. So that leaves Aaron Jones, DeAndre Hopkins, 
and Tyreek Hill. Three. Three guys who are consistently on your team every single week. Now, Lamar Jackson, he got hurt. He was out one week, but he's been such a bust. He's a QB 17 right now. That it's bad. It's bad. Either they've been hurt or they just haven't been what you thought they were going to be. Uh, round three. One, two, three. I don't know why DeAndre Swift was picking it in the third round. Uh, there's three. Again, Devontae Adams, Patrick Mahomes, and Travis Kelsey that have been there every single week and been exactly what you drafted them to be and more all of these three guys have been more than what you drafted them to be personally i don't like taking a qb early on but it's patrick mahomes that's the one exception uh devontae adams patrick mahomes and travis kelsey round four this is rounds four through like eight or nine is really where you make your team because statistically everyone's even through round three round four is where you're like okay this guy could really pop off this year and let's go through that Allen robinson juju adam Thielen, todd Gurley, amari cooper odell russell wilson calvin ridley chris carson cooper cup so Allen robinson adam Thielen, russell wilson but lately it's been eh calvin ridley all of these players have been good, but Juju has been, it's almost the same story as last season with a little bit of his of his rookie year. Adam Thielen has been like a top 15 guy. Amari Cooper before that Chris got, got hurt was amazing. Odell before he got hurt, he was off and on. Russell Wilson was in the MVP conversation. Calvin Ridley was considered a wide receiver one. Chris Carson is always going to put up his numbers, and Cooper Cup is solid. So across the board, everyone here has their good week. But Gurley had issues. Amari Cooper's been bad recently. Odell's been out since week seven. Russell Wilson had three horrible weeks in a row. Chris Carson took like three or four weeks off. Cooper Cup has this up and down weeks. So round five. Le'Veon Bell, T.Y. Hilton, Keenan Allen, Greg Olson, Cortland Sutton, a steal in my opinion, Mark Andrews, Ty- <coughs> Sorry. Tyler Lockett lasted this long, A.J. Brown, Robert Woods, Zach Ertz. Here is where these are where all the busts come from. So Keenan Allen, great great option i knew that coming in i remembered his early part of the season last year and that's what i drafted him for because i knew he had that upside and he had that ppr floor Cortland sutton was going to be good until he got hurt before the year started uh Jaden didn't make a good adjustment for that i will say mark andrews did okay kyler lockett had his up and downs A.J. Brown has been alright when he's healthy. Robert Woods is alright. And then Zach Ertz. Who has been 
pretty much the story of the Eagles team. Very disappointing. Now, round six. <coughs> Excuse me. Melvin Gordon, who coming into this, I was like, dang, I wish I got him. Ben Roethlisberger, which I knew was early and has proved to be so. James Conner, Darren Waller, DK Metcalf, Deshaun Watson, Raheem Mostert, and Jonathan Taylor. Tyler Higby and Kyler Murray to round it out. Uh, so, Melvin Gordon has been disappointing. Ben Roethlisberger is not round six, so I won't even consider him. James Conner. Raheem Mostert, Jonathan Taylor, Tyler Higby. All of those guys have been disappointing. But Kyler Murray, Deshaun Watson, DK Metcalf, Darren Waller have all proven to be hits. Round 7, Devin Singletary, the Bills defense, Terry McLaurin, Stephon Diggs, Evan Ingram, Philip Lindsay, Tom Brady, Jarvis Landry, Hunter Henry, DJ Chark. You heard picks three and four in that round. This is why you wait to draft wide receivers and you draft your running backs early, unless you're getting a proven guy like Devontae Adams or Tyreek Hill. You wait because there are these guys. There are these guys that are just gonna booming with potential. And honestly, Terry McLaurin and Stephon Diggs might go back to being a third or fourth round pick next year. And I'm just waiting to get my hands on those guys but the Bills defense was drafted early Devin Singletary has had Zach Moss take over the as more of a commit running back by committee Evan Ingram has been all right Philip Lindsay had Melvin Gordon come in Tom Brady has not been playing like his former self Jarvis Landry it's more of an opportunity than talent uh, Hunter Henry has not been up to par, and DJ Chark has been hurt and not doing a whole lot. So there's seven picks. Right there. And I counted. Outside of Terry McLaurin and Stephon Diggs, to me, these were all misses. Round eight. Cam Akers, Matt Ryan, Kareem Hunt, Devontae Parker, the 49ers defense, Marquise Brown, Mark Ingram, my quarterback going into the season, Josh Allen, Gronkowski, and Marvin Jones. So out of this, Cam Akers, he's coming on now, but during the season, he was not it. Matt Ryan has been all right. He's been serviceable, more of a backup than round eight. But, you know, I, I thought he was going to be a top six, seven talent coming in. Kareem Hunt. He's been pretty good. Devontae Parker is not a miss in round eight. By then you're drafting your backup wide receivers or a flex. And in 10-man league, that's exactly what he is. 49ers defense has just been hurt. Uh, Marquise Brown has been a bust. Mark Ingram has been a bust. So that makes one, two, three, four. Gronk is not what we've been seeing and Marvin Jones has this week so there's five round nine Julian Edelman Will Fuller has been amazing what a great pick Debo Samuel has just been hurt Sammy Watkins Zach Moss Ryan Tannehill Jared Cook David Montgomery Tariq Cohen and Ronald Jones 
Uh, out of all of these, there's only one that really hit Will Fuller, and the rest of these guys have either been hurt or just not good opportunity. So round nine was just a miss in general. Uh, round 10, Tyler Boyd, Michael Gallup, A.J. Green, Steelers defense, Will Lutz, Requell Armstead, and that's when we thought that he was going to be the lead back, Justin Tucker, Darrell Henderson Jr., by me, uh, Harrison Bucker, and Mike Gusecki. Uh Tyler Boyd was a great pick. Uh, Steelers defense, great pick. Uh, Justin Tucker, great pick. Harrison Bucker, great pick. Gusecki in 10th round, sure. But, uh, yeah, so, round, I mean, rounds 10 through 13, you're just, or 16, I should say, you're trashing your backups. Round 11, Ravens defense, Brandon Cooks, Patriots defense, Colts defense, Preston Williams. This is where there is a lot of hype around Preston Williams. Carry on Johnson, Deontay Johnson, great pick. Jameson Crowder, great early, early uh, selection. Chris Boswell, James White. These were all guys that had the opportunity or defenses that just, and for those guys, except for Deontay Johnson, never really panned out. And Jameson Crowder early in the season. Round 12, Jordan Howard, which was who we thought was going to be the lead back in Miami. Noah Font, great pick. Matt Breida, another potential lead back. J.K. Dobbins, great rookie selection. Tevin Coleman, uh, you know, back up to Raheem Mostert, but definitely big play potential. Big play potential. <coughs> uh, hold on. <coughs> All this talking is starting up my throat. Christian Kirk, TJ Hawkinson, the backup, current cube top tight end five. Uh, top five tight end, I meant to say. Eric Ebron, a lot of hype going into the season. And Golden Tate. Uh, just a lot of misses, few hits like TJ. Sterling Shepard went healthy. And that's pretty much it. Uh, this is where I did not shine. Uh, Marlon Mack, Broncos defense. I picked Carson Wentz. Duke Johnson, Hayden Hurst, Robbie Anderson, Darius Slayton, Drew Brees, Henry Ruggs, John Brown. Now, outside of Robbie Anderson and Darius Slayton, maybe here at Hayden Hurst, these guys have not had, except maybe three weeks of where they were actually decent. Round 14 was Stafford, the Saints defense, Chris Herndon, which I don't know why they picked the Jets tight end, Emmanuel Sanders, Curtis Samuel, Aaron Rodgers, Daniel Jones, Matt Prater, which was my kicker going in, and the the Vikings defense and Latavius Murray. All solid backups. I mean, pretty much drafted what you could get in round 14. Except for Matt Prater, I've switched out my kicker no less than six or seven times. Round 15, Justin Jefferson, Alexander Madison, Jerry Judy, Miko Hardman, Chargers defense, Tony Pollard, Mike Williams, Bears defense, Deshaun Jackson, and the Bucks defense. 
This was mainly drafting rookies or backups to great players. Rounds 15 and 16, I drafted Judy and Lamb just in case one of them popped off. Round 16 was Greg Zerline, Antonio Gibson, which great pick, Robbie Gold, Matt Gay, Brashad Perryman, Zane Gonzalez, Jake Elliott, CeeDee Lamb, Paris Campbell, and Kaimi Fairbairn to end it off. So overall, my draft was Zeke Elliott in the first round, Austin Eckler in the second round, Travis Kelsey third round, Calvin Ridley fourth round, Keenan Allen fifth round, Jonathan Taylor sixth round, seventh round was Terry McLaurin, round eight was Josh Allen, round nine was Debo Samuel, round 10, Darrell Henderson Jr., round 11 was Patriots defense, round 12, TJ Hawkinson, round 13, Carson Wentz, Round 14 was Matt Prater, 15 Jerry Judy, and 16 was C.D. Lamb. So going into the season, my lineup would have looked like Josh Allen, Zeke Elliott, Austin Eckler, Calvin Ridley, Terry McLaurin. I gotta think about this. I'm going strictly based off of draft position. Yeah, Zeke Eckler, Calvin Ridley, Keenan Allen. Travis Kelsey, Jonathan Taylor as my flex, Terry McLaurin on my bench, Josh Allen as my QB, Debo Samuel on my bench, Darrell Henderson on my bench, Patriots defense, TJ Hawkinson on my bench, Carson Wentz on my bench, Matt Prater as my kicker, Jerry Judy and CD Lamb also on the bench. And right now my team is looking like Lamar Jackson slash Justin Herbert, James Robinson, Derrick Henry, Calvin Ridley, Keenan Allen, Travis Kelsey, Nick Chubb, Rams defense, Daniel Carlson, and then on my bench, Jonathan Taylor, the Patriots defense, Miles Gaskin, the backup of Justin Herbert and Lamar Jackson, Naheem Hines, George Kittle, and Debo Samuel. So overall, I think I made a very big improvement over my very strong draft. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm very, very proud of how this team turned out. I don't, if, if you would have told me at the beginning of the season that I would end up with sitting George Kittle, if, if, if on a regular week I might have George Kittle on my bench, my running backs all being top five in their position, well, Nick Chubb is 20, but healthy, he'd be top five. And if, if you see what, when I hit on a later round guy, I like to keep those guys. But I will switch around different positions. Like this, I only traded away one wide receiver. And I don't have a single, I don't have a single quarterback that I started the year with. And I don't have a single, well, I have one running back that I drafted. And three wide receivers that I drafted, one tight end that I drafted. So it's all about finding those pieces that hit early on, trading them when their trade value is high, getting guys when their trade value isn't so high that you know will improve. Maybe had a bad matchup, maybe had injury that they're just coming back from. It's all about just figuring out when to and 
playing the free agents, playing free agency, playing the waivers. That's such a big part of it. You know, especially in the early weeks, because then you can pick up those James Robinsons, those Miles Gaskins, those Justin Jeffersons, Chase Claypool, Justin Herbert, you know, TJ Hawkinson in some leagues. Uh, those defenses, your defenses and kickers, they, they make a break a week. They very easily can. You know, if your defense goes out and scores 20-plus, you're sitting pretty good for that week. But if they go out and they get negative points, you're not looking too hot. So, all right, that's it for this week pretty much. Uh, good luck in the playoffs if you made it. If not, you know, fantasy basketball is right around the corner. Uh, we're doing a fantasy hockey league with some of the guys in this league. Uh, that should be interesting because, to be quite honest with you guys, I know nothing about hockey. Uh, if you ask me to name 10 teams, I might be able to do that. I could name you Alex Ovechkin and Sidney Crosby, if you gave me time to think about it, Connor McDavid. Uh, that's about it. So I'll let you know how that goes. Uh, I might set up a fantasy basketball league with these guys as well. But other than that, that's it. So I'm going to give my throat a, throat a break and uh, see you guys later. Thank you.